Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. Hello and welcome in Wednesday edition of the show. Glad to be with you. We continue to track things with the IU football coaching search. Not a lot of news, but it does sound like, and there have been some reports, maybe that it could be done with as soon as this week, weekend perhaps, that Scott Dolson, the athletic director at Indiana, along with the search firm and obviously input from the university president, Pamela Witten, looking to move quick and come to a conclusion and have their next guy in place, which as guys continue to exit the program, whether it be a couple announcing they're going to try the NFL draft or whether it be the transfer portal, which is always expected after a dismal season and obviously after a coaching change as well, that next coach, the sooner they are there, the quicker they can work on roster reconstruction, we'll call it, for next season, which uh, you can bet the transfer portal in college football. I, I don't follow it as closely as I do basketball in the offseason, but it is beginning to heat up, and it I don't think it officially opens until the first few days of December. So a lot going for sure, and uh, going to be interesting to see who Indiana able to land to be their next football coach. Let's look at the show lineup today, a service of Honeybake Tam in New Albany. Segment one, our Hoosier headlines, a summary of the day's top IU and Southern Indiana sports news. It's a chance to talk about the IU football coaching search, a couple IU basketball things, uh, some recruiting updates, including Derek Queen. I know we've gotten so busy with the football stuff, and obviously the basketball season is rolling, that what is going on with Derek Queen will tell you the latest reports that are out there here in just a few moments. Also, Tuesday night, uh, for an early season Tuesday night, it was a good one. Some good high school basketball in the area last night. We'll recap a couple of the big games from yesterday and more here in the opening segment. Later in the show, Dustin Dopirak of the Indianapolis Star is scheduled to be with us. Dustin has a Pacers media availability, so he may be on a little late today. we got to try to coordinate that with him. Uh, obviously, Dustin talks IU with us. We'll talk IU football, basketball, and more. But Dustin's main job is the Pacers beat writer for the Indianapolis Star, so he'll be with us, we think, a little bit later in the show. And then in segment three today, always on Wednesday, we have Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune. I know Josh was out and about last night at some of the high school games. We'll discuss those. We'll get ready for another big weekend of high school basketball. And always plenty from a sports perspective locally here to talk about. And we'll do that with Josh when he's with us today. That's the lineup, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Try Honey Baked Ham in New Albany today for a delicious lunch. They've got great sandwiches, salads, and soups. 
that are made, made fresh daily, and they will surely satisfy any craving you may have. You might even find something else to take home as they have a variety of dinner packages. Give Honey Baked Ham in New Albany a try. I think you'll be glad that you did. Thornton's text line is open. That number is 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Always invite your text, your questions, your comments, uh, whatever it may be. Uh, we love to hear from you. We love to know where you stand. We love to know what topics you want to bring up. We have great guests that join this show every day to bring you insider-type information and knowledge. Uh, so the text line is a great way for you to kind of direct that conversation. 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. And the Thornton's text line, always open during our show. If you're looking for an icy cold thirst quencher to keep your day going in the right direction, right now at Thornton's, all 32-ounce fountain drinks and smaller are only 89 cents. You heard it right, only 89 cents. So come in today and grab a fountain drink from Thornton's and send us a text. Let's take a look at the uh, Hoosier headlines today, a summary of the day's top IU and Southern Indiana sports news. Zach Osterman of the Indianapolis Star, who joins us Mondays, uh, he had a report that came out yesterday afternoon that Scott Golson is working with a consulting search firm, which the name of the firm is Turnkey ZRG, and obviously he's working with the IU University president, Pam Witten is her name, uh, but he is moving quickly through the process to replace Tom Allen. And according to Osterman's uh, story, I'm going to read from it, quote, there is growing belief that search could conclude by or before the end of this week, hand handling uh, Allen's replacement, hand, excuse me, handing Allen's replacement ample time to settle into the job and work his way through the transfer portal once it opens up December 4th. So, again, it's not an end-all, be-all that you got to have a coach locked and loaded by December 4th, but with how important the transfer portal has become in all of college sports these days, having your coach lined up, somebody that can get on the phone, that can work connections, that can get on some of these key players that are departing other programs, and having some sort of semblance of a coaching staff put together. I mean, obviously a football coaching staff is much different than basketball. It takes time for folks to get from point A to point B, but with phones and communication and computers, the way things go nowadays, they can be onboarded and get a hold of recruits basically and transfer portal uh, entries almost immediately. So that stuff is so important. I mean, did you ever think a coaching search would be rushed along? And I'm not saying that it's been rushed along, but did you ever think that a key date in a coaching search would have something to do with a new thing in college sports called the transfer portal, but it does. I mean, it's important, especially for Indiana football right now. Maybe the only chance that a new coach has to come in and make any sort of splash or major improvement in year one is to hit the transfer portal hard and to utilize connections that uh, he has to other areas of the country that maybe the previous staff did not have. So the next couple of weeks, regardless how quick the IU coach is named, it's going to be very important. It's just obvious stuff to say, I know, but going to be very important for the IU football program, especially for next season. Because while that portal, you know, is open for entry, I think till early January, 
uh, and commitments to even a later date than that, I believe, out of the portal. you you got to be active early on when some of the big names especially are hitting there. And who knows where this coach comes from, where he's been, who he knows, what part of the country he's from. But that obviously can help craft the roster for this season or for next season, I should say, when it comes to IU football. So full off-season mode but especially off-season mode and a lot to cover and talk about when IU football looking for a new coach, head coach. Uh, So we'll see how that process plays out. But, again, there's a thought this thing could be done with uh, later in the week, which is a very quick turnaround when you think that IU played on Saturday. Tom Allen addressed the media for the last time on Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening. On Sunday morning, there began to be some rumors that Tom Allen would not return. That was out there based on sources. And then obviously later in the day, Sunday, we get a statement from IU and Scott Dolson that they have parted ways with Tom Allen. Later in the day, Sunday, we get a very nice statement from Tom Allen as well that he obviously is leaving the program, no longer will be the head football coach. And immediately, that search has been on. And I'm sure Scott Dolson knew probably before the Purdue game, what direction he was headed with this. Probably had potentially a search firm help uh, lined up and ready to go. And I'm sure he has targets in his mind and probably has had uh, for the last uh, bit of time when things are not going well with the program. That's your job, even though it's tough. Even though you want the guy in there to succeed, you've got to be thinking ahead and planning ahead. So I'm sure that he has a, a game plan. That game plan is unfolding now. It's just interesting to see how quickly it all can come together and who ultimately is uh, interested in IU. Yes, Scott Dolson and IU have their targets, but uh, who reciprocates that interest based on where IU is at as a football program, based on where the program is at in the Big Ten, and uh, based on where the program is at with NIL. And this stuff is interesting because I also saw a story yesterday from our friend Zach that the next IU football coach could see a $3 million boost in NIL monies immediately when he takes over. Uh, And that's because it looks like a couple of the NIL collectives are going to work together and join on a couple things. Uh, According to Zach, this is from his story. If you're a subscriber of the star, you can read the full thing. He writes quote per source with firsthand knowledge, Indiana is expected to be able to support its next coach at least $3 million for name, image, and likeness space. That number could increase based on donor energy and fan enthusiasm, but the $3 million baseline will give IU's coach a strong starting point. The evolving nature of the NIL marketplace makes determining value and resource competitiveness difficult since its inception as NCAA policy in 2021 NIL has exploded as a crucial factor in roster building and maintenance with numbers inflating and programs constantly nervous their competitors are outworking them in fundraising. So uh, amazing to see Tom Allen goes and the new coach, unknown who it may be, uh, already could see $3,000 more in that space. Hoosiers for good, obviously one of the collectives. Hoosiers connect another one of the collectives that are officially partnered with IU. They have increased their fundraising support for the department with football obviously getting a lot of the focus right now. That's, I think, where that additional fundraising stream is expected to come from. But it's amazing how things work. New coach, um, don't even know who it may be at this point. 
but the money already becoming more available to help whoever is the next coach. And there could be another splash as far as additional income and fundraising. What's that big name is, especially if it is a big name or a recognizable name uh, is announced, you know, that obviously will be another opportunity for NIL to uh, capitalize those different collectives when the new coach is official. So all things that go along with the hiring process these days, but my how things have changed around college sports. This is kind of a feel-good thing. I saw the U.S. Senate recently uh, cemented Bob Knight's legacy. They had a resolution honoring the life and achievements of Robert Montgomery Knight, and it was passed by the United States Senate on Monday evening. It was sponsored by U.S. Senators Todd Young and Mike Braun from Indiana, and it celebrates Coach Knight's achievements during 29 years at IU, including coaching 11 Big Ten championship teams, 24 NCAA tournament teams, and the last team to go undefeated and win the NCAA tournament during the 1975-1976 season. So uh, kind of a neat thing for him, obviously his family as well, to see him be recognized in the Capitol in Washington, D.C., and uh, get that honor. So I did think that was neat as well. IU basketball getting ready for a big game with Maryland coming up a few days from now. A lot of recruiting stuff out there the last couple days as well. Some new offers by the IU program to younger prospects. We'll tell you about those in just a second. But everybody still wants to know what happened to Derek Queen. He was leaning toward Indiana and Maryland and maybe another school thinking about committing. We heard he was going to commit during the early period. That's what all the reports out there said. What's going on? Where's he going? What's the delay? Is he is he reconsidering things? Is he going to open things back up? Well, according to Travis Branham with 247 Sports, no Derek Queen is expected in the next few days, which will wrap up the early signing period. So um, it, it doesn't look like he's going to – actually, the early signing period is wrapped up but it doesn't look like he's going to make a decision that plays part of the preseason time, even though Montverde's season is underway. So it's still a waiting game, still Indiana, still Kansas, obviously Houston uh, in there, and Maryland, obviously another big one. I think Kansas, not even sure exactly where they stand with Queen at this point. But Indiana and Maryland, a lot of people thought going into this process that those would be his final two, and that's where he might commit from to one of those two programs. But – the more time that exists, the, the less reports that are out there. He's considering things. Who knows ultimately where he commits. But Derek Queen still a big piece on the table for IU next season when it comes to the class of 2024. Of course, Liam McNeely and Derek Queen playing together for Montverde. Their season is getting underway, and I know Liam McNeely has had some really big games so far to start his senior year of high school basketball. Of course, McNeely is the only prospect in the 2024 class that is committed to the Hoosiers at this point. Other scholarship offers that have recently went out in 2025, Indiana has offered a point guard named Chance Mallory. Mallory, a five foot ten guard, and uh, he's a four-star prospect, number 73 overall in the 2025 class. He's from Charlottesville, Virginia, and attends St. Anne's Belfield School, and uh, another name on the IU recruiting radar. Also, Sam Funches in the 2026. He's a big guy, six foot eleven. He's top uh, ten in the country in his class. 
He is from Mississippi, and he reported the offer yesterday on his social media accounts. But he is another intriguing player from Germantown High School in Madison, Mississippi. So we will see how things play out. But another scholarship offer for the Hoosiers going out here over the last couple of days. Other things to mention here in the first segment, I want to go back to IU football for just a moment. Uh, A growing list of IU players have entered the transfer portal. Uh, Some of those players, very important. Brendan Soresby, quarterback for Indiana. He's entered the portal. Dexter Williams, the second quarterback. Miles Jackson, outside linebacker. Uh, A number of key positions, uh, key players from the team uh, this past season. Donovan McCauley, we talked about him yesterday, wide receiver. I think all of the offensive line at this point uh, that I'm aware of have entered the transfer portal. Uh, so it's going to be an opportunity for a new coach to come in and not only uh, set his tone, but he's going to need to bring in some real players because uh, a number of IU guys have indicated they are hitting the portal when it officially opens on December 5th. Now, is it possible some of those guys return? Absolutely. That always seems to be the case, especially in football when a new coach comes in, really basketball too. Uh, but it'll be int- interesting to see because there are some guys that did show some promise at times that I'm sure a new coach, the new coach, whoever that is, would, would like to see uh, see him hang around. But uh, obviously uh, a lot of change coming to the IU roster for next season, that's for sure. That's our headlines for this Wednesday show. I don't know where things stand with Dustin Dopirak. He's in the middle of a media availability for the Pacers. So we'll head to a commercial break. We'll come back with Dustin. Or if we don't have Dustin, we'll continue with some headlines I didn't get to, including last night's high school games and some other IU tidbits that we'll cover here on the program. Stay with us. You're listening to a Wednesday edition of the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. I'll handle this the way I want to handle it now that I'm here. You f***ed it up to begin with. Now just sit there or leave. I don't give a what you do. Now, back to the game. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back on this Wednesday show. Thornton's text line is open, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Dustin Dopirak still at the Pacers practice, getting ready for the media availability. I don't think we'll have him today. We will have Josh Cook coming up in just a bit to talk local sports. And speaking of local sports, we'll continue on with some headlines I didn't get to in the first segment. Tuesday night, last night, a big night of high school basketball locally, a couple interesting games. And I guess really at this point of the regular season, everything is interesting. As coaches, we've got some new ones, players in different roles, everybody trying to figure things out now that the 23-24 High school basketball season is here. Floyd Central, a winner last night, 53-47 over Meade County. That was a road game for the Highlanders. It also marked the first win of new Floyd Central coach Fonzo White as he led the Highlanders uh, from the sidelines in that game. For Floyd Central, once again, Nathan Rushing led them. He had 15 points and has been solid so far here to start the season for the Highlanders. 
Uh, but Floyd still trying to figure out its identity. Brock Conrad had 12 points, and the Highlanders improved to 1-1 one and one on the season. It was the opening game of the year for Meade County last night, a team obviously just south of Corden uh, in Kentucky. Big game last night. I think game of the night was Silver Creek and Charlestown, and Silver Creek with a nice win, 70-57, over a tough Charlestown team. Uh, good win for the Dragons, who improved to 2-0 and in the season and notched their first conference victory of the season last night. Conference wins in the MSC this year are going to be really important, given uh, especially Brownstown and Scottsburg. Some of those teams are going to be really, really tough uh, for some of our locals to play with. Last night, Silver Creek led by Kaysen Dager. He had 14 points. I think he's going to be very solid all year for Silver Creek, but surprised in a good way to see Dane Sprigler finish with 15. He actually was the leading scorer for the Dragons last night, and interesting to see his varsity role really develop this season. And for him to stand up and take a big uh, performance like that early in the year against Charlestown. So uh, Sprigler and Dager uh, led the team last night. Davidson was right behind those two guys. He had 13 points as well. So some real interesting young guys on Silver Creek that I'm curious. Did, did not get a chance to see the game last night, but curious how some of these young guys step up and fit in and what kind of level of consistency they can bring to maybe some of the output that they've been able to do so far this season. So Silver Creek, a big when I'm telling you, I think Charlestown is solid. I don't think they're going to have any kind of banner year. I'm not sure they're going to win any championships or anything like that, but they are a solid team. They've got some talent. A.J. Todd led them with 13 last night. They had, uh, excuse me, Grayson Connell led them with 15, and then A.J. Todd had 13. They had four players in double figures, and keep in mind, one of Charlestown's better guards is still out for a couple additional games. So uh, he being there, that makes that game a lot tighter in a rematch potentially that could happen in the Silver Creek Holiday Tournament or even the 3A sectional when we get to the end of the year. So good win for Silver Creek against a solid Charlestown team for sure as the uh, Pirates took their first loss of the season. They are now 2-1 and one, uh, moving here through the first three games of the year. But nice to see some Tuesday night action. I was in the gym for the first time this season. It felt good. I was in Louisville. I had to broadcast a high school game on the radio over in Louisville. But it really doesn't matter what game you're at or what the crowd's like or how good the teams are to start the year. It's just good to be back around the high school sports and high school basketball arena. And it's just so special in our area. Going to the game last night was good. It was a lot of talent, some good coaches, but nothing is like Southern Indiana high school basketball when it comes to the fans and the students. And even on Tuesday night, I mean, just totally different than a lot of places. So uh, early in the season, I hope we remember that. I hope we respect that. Uh, but obviously a, uh, a fun game for sure. There's no question about that. A uh, couple other things to mention. Uh, high school basketball this weekend uh, is, is coming up and some interesting games. I'll tell you what, a really interesting weekend a year ago or a, a week ago with uh, Providence and Brownstown and Jeff and Cathedral and New Albany with Bloomington South. But I tell you, a team I'm interested to see this weekend is New Albany. They are 2-0, had a blowout win, an easy win over Clarksville, got a really good road win, I thought, at Bloomington South, 64-62 on Saturday. And we'll really get a, a preview of who the Bulldogs really are this weekend because they've got Evansville Harrison coming to the doghouse 
on Friday night. Harrison is 1-0 with a win over Park Heritage. And then they will take on a loaded Kokomo team that features Flory Badunga, who's headed to Kansas, and some other talent as well. So New Albany really needs to gun for that Harrison game at home. Kokomo will be tough, but Kokomo was defeated 62-57 by Westfield last weekend in what was an upset game. But Kokomo is loaded with talent. If you want to see Badunga, who I think he's good now, but his best basketball is probably ahead of him when he gets to Kansas, or who knows, maybe even at the professional level, that should be an interesting game on Saturday. Don't know how competitive it will be. Uh, Maybe New Albany at home can keep it close, but a big weekend where New Albany will really be tested and win both, lose both, split, whatever the case is, I think we'll know a lot more about New Albany, new coach Jason Jones, and maybe what this team can be this weekend. Also interested to see Jeffersonville. They go on the road at Evansville North. Evansville North 1-0 with a win in double overtime over Princeton uh, right before Thanksgiving, or right after Thanksgiving, I should say. Uh, But more so how the Devils bounce back after a loss against a solid Indianapolis Cathedral team. Jeff turned it over a a lot. They're very talented, but they turned it over a lot. Can they get that under control uh, and get things in line here early on? I would say the answer will be yes. But a number of interesting games this week, uh, weekend, and it only gets more interesting because we're just a week and a few days away from New Albany Floyd Central, which is a great rivalry game to start the year. A couple weeks after that, you've got New Al- uh, Floyd Central and Providence. And before you know it, we're into the holidays with the Silver Creek Holiday Tournament, which is always kind of a holiday tradition for me, and I know so many people in this area. So uh, some good stuff coming up when it comes to high school basketball that is for sure. Doesn't look like we're going to have Dustin today because of his Pacers press conference, so we will send it to another commercial break. When we come back, Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune, will join. We'll talk the latest with local sports. We'll recap some of those Tuesday night games. We'll look ahead to the weekend. We'll get Josh's opinion on what things have been like here with basketball so far this season, so stay with us for that. Thornton's text line open, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Quick break. We're back to talk more high school hoops with Josh Cook. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Let's win this and for all the small schools who never had a chance to get here. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Let's win for Coach, who got us here. Here's Matt Dennison. We're back on this Wednesday edition of the show. Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune, going to be with us in just a moment. Thornton's text line is 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. If you got a question or a comment, maybe you're headed to a high school game this weekend. We'd love to hear from you. Josh, uh, where were you at last night on Tuesday? A couple options here in the area. Yeah, I didn't make it out. Uh, we had a couple guys out there at games, but I wasn't able to make it out last night. But definitely some good games. You know, that, that Silver Creek-Charlestown game looked like a good game. So, 
you know, good, Silver Creek's off to a good start, and, you know, Charlestown is too. So I think both those teams are going to be uh, teams to contend with uh, as the season goes on. So I'm interested to see, uh, you know, how they how they both shake out as the season progresses. Josh, I do think Silver Creek is one of the teams to pay attention to here early in the year. They've got some returners, but they have a lot of influx of young guys that either are new to the varsity program or had limited varsity time last season. So when I think about teams that are going to look a lot different in November, December than what they do in February or March, Silver Creek might be one of the top of the teams on that list here locally. Yeah, definitely. I agree, too. Uh, You know, they've got a lot of potential, uh, as does – as is Charlestown, you know, Charlestown is playing without its uh, top score from last year. Demetrius Phelps, who comes back after the next game. So, you know, they'll be they'll be really good, too. So, um, you know, those two teams, Silver Creek's won a lot, and that's won a lot of recently in that series. But, you know, it was only one point last year in the sectional, and I think Charlestown, you know, I don't, obviously I don't know if those two teams will meet again in the sectional. We'll see, but, uh, you know. I think they'll both be really good by the time the section rolls around. But I guess, unfortunately for them, they're playing the same sectional as uh, Scottsburg, which is uh, number three in in three A. And uh, but Charlestown will get a little little preview of that when they when they play on Friday night, and that'll that'll definitely be a, a very interesting game to catch Friday night. Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune, our guest. Josh, I had a question come in. We'll get away from basketball for just a moment, wanting to know if you've heard anything on the Jeffersonville football coaching search and any names there. I've not heard much. Of course, uh, there is some time. It's not like college where you have to rush to a decision because of a transfer portal or anything like that, but there will be some off-season things beginning, I would think, maybe after the holiday break. Any word on what direction Jeffersonville might go or where that process stands? No, I haven't heard anything yet either. Like you said, it's it's kind of early for that. It's been high school anyway, you know, this we don't have to worry about knock on wood. Thankfully, we don't have to worry about uh, NIL and all that kind of stuff. So, I know IU has a little more uh, got to do it a little bit quicker than maybe a high school does. But uh, you know, uh, we'd love to see Tom Allen down here, though. That'd be that'd be great. You know, obviously he's uh, you know he's, he's got a big uh, he's got a big payday. He doesn't have to worry about uh, you know paychecks anymore, really. So. You know, if he wants to go back to his roots and come back down and, and coach some high school, that'd be great. But no, I haven't haven't heard anything really yet, and uh, I don't know when they'll when they'll when they'll make a move. But they've definitely got some time, that's for sure. Josh Cook with the News and Tribune joining us on Wednesdays. We talk the latest in local sports, and let's get to high back to high school basketball. The week ahead, there were some really interesting games last Saturday. And there are some interesting games this weekend as well, but I tell you, a team that has a tough go of it, and they're they're both at home, but New Albany hosting Evansville-Harrison on Friday, and then Flory, Badunga, and Kokomo coming to town on Saturday. Uh, this New Albany team is playing well early, but they're really going to push themselves here this weekend with two big-time opponents coming in. Yeah, that's for sure. You know, Jason Jones is off to a great start so far, 2-0, and you know, New Albany's look good. I saw New Albany play Clarksville, and the Bulldogs definitely looked good that night. You know, shot the ball really well, and then, you know, came through a few nights later in a big game at Bloomington South, which is never an easy place to win. So, you know, great start for them. But yeah, definitely gonna uh, we'll we'll learn a little bit more uh, about this team as, as I'm sure Coach Jones will this weekend when they when they uh, play two big games. But like you said, they're at the doghouse, so that's always that's always a good thing. 
but yeah, the, obviously the the one game I'm uh, I would definitely like to take in uh, is the New Albany Kokomo game on Saturday night. You know, uh, I haven't seen Floyd Bedunga play yet, and you know, I'm very interested to see uh, you know what he what he looks like, what he can do. You know, seen uh, seen plenty of videos and pictures and stuff, but you know, it might be nice to to see him play in person. So. You know, I, I think that'll that'll be an interesting game, and I, you know, obviously I saw that that uh, Oklahoma lost over the weekend, which was somewhat surprising. But uh, you know, uh, I'm definitely eager to see them play. You know, they they might play. Uh, you know, Jeffersonville's playing in that tournament in Kokomo over Christmas break. You know, that, I'd love to see that game. I'd love to see Jeffersonville play Kokomo this year too. I don't know if it'll happen or not in that tournament, but uh, that's another one I'd like to see. And speaking of Jeff, you know, obviously. Uh, had a tough opener Saturday night at uh, at Cathedral, but uh, you know, and that one of the first of many uh, many many road games they'll play this year. But you know, I'm interested to see them play this weekend as well. They'll play, uh, I believe it's at uh, until North on Friday night. So you know, they, they've got some big games uh, uh, coming up. Um, and as far as the, uh, some other teams, I was looking at was uh, you know Christian Academy and, and Borden are off to good starts and. Uh, you know, Rock Creek too. All three of those Class A teams are, I believe, they're all two and zero. So Rock Creek won won again last night. You know, lost a ton of kids from from last year's uh, Final Four team, but you know, beat, beat uh, Henryville in their season opener by fifteen, and then won pretty handily last night at uh, at Shaw Memorial. So you know, good good start for uh, Chris Brown Lions. I saw. I think he's I think he's now at victory number three seventy six. So he's uh, you know only twenty four away from from 400 so that's uh you know i don't know if he'll get that this year but you know hopefully next year that that, that'd be great to see and uh you know i I was uh definitely somewhat surprised that they started off 2-0 so so good for them and then you know christian academy uh joshua renfro and and david cook have both been playing well it seemed like early on and and uh they're playing new wash this this weekend this friday night and then you know, boarding off to two and zero, they they won that big game against Eastern when Kasem had fifty one and came back and had to rally to beat Shoals. Uh, you know, they were down double digits, but then at halftime, but then they won by double digits. So, you know, big victory for them the other night, and um, you know they've got a big weekend ahead. Obviously, too, they play Providence on Saturday night, which is another one of those games to watch uh, this weekend. I think very uh, very interested to see how those two teams match up against each other. You know, Providence. Um, Lost lost that Brownstown in season opener, so you know it's going to be interesting to see how they kind of bounce back. And uh, looking at uh, and you look at Noah Love and Casey Nash, you know two of the two of the top players in this area. So uh, that'll be another interesting game to see on Friday night if people want to get out and and take take, take in a game. Always a lot of options of uh, interesting matchups to catch here in Southern Indiana basketball. Josh, staying with hoops but going to the college level, last night was a really good night for some of our local guys, local graduates of our high school programs. Sean East, I saw him on television after a big performance. He was the star for Missouri as they won in an early game at Pitt. And then uh, Trey Kaufman-Wren, I think he had double figures last night, 12 points, five rebounds, uh, helping Purdue, who is uh, off to a great start after winning the Maui Invitational. And that really just kind of gets the list started. You, you keep up with all of them, all levels, not just Division One as well. But those two guys last night had exceptionally good nights in college hoops. Yeah, Sean. Sean East is off to just a, a great, great start uh, for Missouri so far this season. You know, hopefully he, can, he keeps it up. I don't. He's 
close to maybe I don't know twenty points a game. I think it's he's having a he's having a great year. You know, hit that hit that game winner against Minnesota. So um, you know, and obviously Purdue, man, they're uh, they're they got it rolling. You know, got uh, Zach Eady and 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 Trey Kaufman Wren and and all those guys back. So. Uh, you know they're they're off to a great great start, and then you know Trey uh, Trey's old uh, old buddy Cooper Jacoby's playing well at uh, Eastern Illinois. I think he's he started every game for him, and uh, you know had a double double in his first game there, and uh, that was against Illinois actually. And then you know he's played well in the other games since then, and uh, you know then we've got you know just a host of other guys who are playing uh, the you know at different levels. Uh, you know D two D three AI so. You know, it's, it's great to see them. And then, then on the ladies' side, we've got some a bunch of those uh, girls who played for Silver Creek, you know, in their, their state championship runs. Um, they are playing well. Uh, Mercy Gasaway is at Winthrop now, and she's she's playing well. And then you've got the uh, Stryverson sisters at Evansville. Uh, Evansville just won a big game over the weekend. I think it was like 104 to 103, something like that. And uh, Alana Stryverson was the, was the player of the game, I think, in that one. But Sister Kennedy is is the point guard of that team and playing great, and I think they've both been I think they've both been starting you know beside each other in the backcourt. So that's uh, that's kind of awesome to think that you know just a couple of years ago they were playing at Silver Creek, now they're starting uh, starting alongside each other at Evansville. So and then another uh, I know she's not Division One, but Sydney Schroeder is playing at, at Anderson. She had an incredible uh, uh, triple double the other day for for Anderson. I think she had uh, she had. Double figures in points, assists, uh, and steals—I believe it was—and uh, she, you know, she had she tore ACL I think last year and missed all of last year. So, you know, it's great to see her, uh, you know, bounce back and, and just have a great game last. Uh, I think it was last weekend. So, you know, there's just so many, so many of these kids uh, who, who are going on and playing well in college. It's awesome to see from from the Clark and Floyd counties. Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune. Josh, we uh, didn't get a chance to catch up with Dustin Dopirak in the last segment today. Uh, I know you don't keep up with it as close, but any thoughts on the IU football opening? Who could maybe come in and replace Tom Allen? What do you think? Man, that's a tough one. You know, obviously it's a it's a tough job. You know, it's a it's a, <laughs> you you uh, you really got some work to do. Whoever gets that job, you know, I don't know if they'll if they'll go, uh, you know, a young younger uh, assistant coach route and try to get a young up and comer, or they'll go for, you know, somebody who's uh, who's already been around and, and coached at uh, coached at the Power Five level. Uh, it, you know, it, it's not, uh, you know, obviously it's not the high profile job in the Big Ten, that's for sure. But you know, it, and you don't know. Uh, you know, it's never going to be. You're never going to really compete, probably, for a Big Ten title at IU. But you know, you just have to maybe use that job as a as a stepping stone, or you uh, you know, you're someone who's looking to 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 make your mark. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see you know who it is and you know what route they go if they go they go young young assistant or uh, you know a veteran coach. But uh, you know, it's it's not not a difficult it's not an easy job excuse me it's not an easy job at iu but uh you know as long as, as long as they can win uh you know six six games a year maybe make it to a bowl game that's that's a pretty successful season as far as uh as far as iu football goes but then 
hadn't happened for a few years. So, you know, hopefully they can, they can find somebody who can get them, uh, you know, back on that track. Uh, we'll see. Josh Cook, sports editor, News and Tribune. A lot of the things we talk about you can read in the print edition and, of course, the website at uh, newsandtribune.com slash sports. Josh, thank you. We'll catch you this weekend, and then we'll talk next Wednesday. All right. Sounds good, Matt. Thanks. Have a great day. All right. Josh is always with us Wednesdays and uh, plenty to get to, always, whether it's uh, the, the local teams now and so many alumni from this area. Is Josh does such a great job keeping up with going to college and have great careers. And uh, we even get some professionals around here, obviously, to keep up with and uh, just a great, great sports area. That's going to wrap things up for our Wednesday program. If you missed the live show, all you got to do is search for us as a podcast. Search for the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison wherever you listen to podcasts, and you'll find us there. And uh, always appreciate you being with us. Complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. We'll be back with you Thursday tomorrow. Alex Bozich inside the hall will join us, presented by Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture. And tomorrow we'll really start getting ready for IU's next couple games. Maryland coming up, and then obviously uh, Michigan as well. Two Big Ten games ahead for uh, Indiana. And we'll try to catch up with Matt Weaver of Pigs.com Thursday with the latest on where the coaching search is at to replace Tom Allen as the head football coach at Indiana. Have a great Wednesday. Back with you Thursday. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. <laughs>